girlfriend works a lot. How many minutes do you do that a day? Don't lie either, because you, you troll a lot. You're on social media looking at videos all day long. Like, how many people do you follow on Instagram? Are you on Facebook a bunch? Do you still have a MySpace account? Do you do Tic Tac? Are you on Camo Space? <laughs> Are you solely just like 100% committed to IG? But like, what are you doing right now? What are you looking at? I ha- I follow 710 people. That's a lot. I guess that's not a lot. That's not a lot. I've, I've only 100. posted 58 times. Okay, you po- I, I get the posting, but you're on there like doing that, living, like watching all of these strangers. My point no. is, what are we doing on this shit? What, like- what I like, and I'll tell you what I do like about this. I know we've discussed social media a lot. I didn't know you were going to attack me so early in the I'm morning. not attacking you. I'm, just I like wa- to- I'm sitting here trying to wait to start a podcast, and you're over there going, well, oh, look, she's hot. No, he's no, not. No. I like to look at I like to look at old cars and stuff for sale. So you sale. follow Jesse James? I did no for sale. I do follow him. I like his stuff. What are you but looking to rebuild a car? Facebook Marketplace. I, if a good deal on an old car came up or a motorcycle or something, I like to buy it. You know, so what? I look. Yeah, I've, you've never. I mean, you've had a. You have one old car. I have two old cars. Do you? I have two Harleys. I want another Harleys? Harley. Yeah. I you ride I, once but, a year, if that. But they're nice to look at in the garage when it's open. You know, the neighbors all get jealous. Is of it me about stuff. once a year you ride? No, nah, I ride more than that. I don't often. ride. I don't ride very long but like i ride out to my parents for dinner i'll ride to the store right like little stuff and then i do i do well i do street vibes every year that which the is like you get do you get more and more scared to be on it with the, the amount of people in this freaking area like we talked about in the last podcast how dangerous i would never ride a, a motorcycle on this highway out here no the, the older i get the more the less hard i ride and the more comfortable i am like but i i don't do I would never do like a daily commute on a motorcycle because that's that's where you get screwed up. You know, if you're doing these rock boulevards and plum lane by my house every morning going to work on a motorcycle, it's just a matter of time before you get smoked. I get on my motorcycle and I get away from everyone and, you know, I go on the highway. You could still hit a deer or something could happen to you, but I don't. Just a deer. Yeah, whatever. But you're dead. Yeah. We're all going to die. I know, but. Okay, let me. How can I put this? I'm, I go to Sturgis and I think it's fine. It's a great lifestyle, but never like, do I look at a person, a man or a woman or a man and a woman on the same, at the, on the motorcycle at the same time and go, that's gotta be comfortable. That's gotta be safe. Like there's nothing safe, comfortable. You, you're, you're, you can't hear your music unless you have the updated Bluetooth and all that. Oh, stuff I have a huge stereo ears. on my motorcycle. You hear yeah. Everything. But then you're pissing everybody off that's around great. you. That's fine. And that's like being an anarchist. <laughs> like skateboarding is not a crime. That's the same. Burr, burr, burr. Remember skateboarding is not a crime stickers. Oh, yeah. Like do you, are you getting old when you actually think you shouldn't be skateboarding on somebody's private property? They spent a lot oh, of money. God, yes. They spent a lot of money to invest in a parking lot. Okay, so like this investment group comes in, and I guess the older you get and you start understanding finances and money and investment and capital and funding and all that stuff, right? Why would why wouldn't you want to keep these people? And I love skating. I loved the beginning of, I believe it was Police Academy six, Citizens on Patrol. One of them, maybe four. I think five. five. Well, maybe I'm way off. Google that. Five, five seeds, right though. Um, I'm saying six. <clears throat> but do you remember who was in the beginning? I think it was Caballero Hawk. Do you remember what actor was with the skateboarders? They had the professional Pal and Peralta team. It is four. Was it Man, four? They're good. Was it? Um, do you remember what actor it was that was skating with the profe- the Pal and Peralta Bones Brigade team? 
Remember when they were going in and out of the parking garage and all that? Uh, I, I vaguely remember, but I could never tell you what actor it was. David Spade. Was it really? Google it and see if I'm right. Because I listened to a podcast the other day with Spade, and, they, and part of the conversation was skateboarding and how he loves it. But they didn't bring that up. And I'm like, if I was talking with David Spade, I would for sure bring that movie up. Steve Gutenberg and Michael Winslow and Bubba, Too Tall Bubba Jones. I thought those were one of the greatest movies or series of movies. They ever. were the greatest. But if you look at them now, you're like, oh, comedy's kind of changed so much. I love the dude that Wedding makes Crashes the voices or something or the, you know, the sound effects. Yeah, Michael Winslow. So funny. Oh, I thought this was going to show me the intro to this movie. But it doesn't not. show. Uh, just I'm just going to Google um, David Spade. David Spade. Police Academy. It, I'll tell you what's funny and. Maybe the world's going to think that this is scripted. Oh my but it's gosh, not. dude. Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Look at There's the shot of them in court when they get busted for skating. Oh, yeah. That's David Spade, dude. I remembered that. Um, Let me tell you this, though. So, 26% on Rotten Tomatoes? No, on Met, Met, Metacritic. Oh. And 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb. That's not, that's not bad. Uh, that's no, that's not bad. good. It's not even 50%. Uh, no, it's funny you bring this up, and we have not, we did not discuss prior to this what we were going to talk about. But Friday night, I had to drive from my house to uh, Jilly's brother's house, and I drive by this church in elementary school, and there's two kids skateboarding in the front of the church. And the, and I literally said to myself, those kids are up to no good. And, that, and then I'm like, you old POS. Like, those kids aren't doing anything wrong. But it's the middle of the night, and they're skateboarding in front of the school, and it's like that I used to do the exact same thing. But as you get older, it's but, like, but, but up to no good means you, they could be breaking the law or doing drugs or something. I don't mean that. No. I, well, it could be doing a grind on top of the brand new painted, that's, you know, planner that's, box. That's, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Right so is it getting older? Is it just understanding that how could we it, through the maturity processes in life? Like, why didn't somebody just explain it that way instead of saying, you're the devil for skateboarding, or skateboarding is a crime, or you're an anarchist, and you listen to the dead Kennedys and exploited, and punk's not dead, and, <laughs> and rancid, and all the great punk bat remember those punk bands, dude? Uh, seven Seconds and Dead Kennedys. I used to listen to all of it and think I could skate. But it's they, they were already labeled as outlaws, and they, they, they acted as, as such. So why couldn't we educate them in a way of like, dude, I want you to keep this in perspective. That, Go skate where you can. But back then, I don't think these cities were investing in skate parks. They didn't like, have them. We have skate parks now and BMX parks and motocross parks and all this stuff, right? Today, there's no excuse for going on somebody's pro public property, no matter how cool or difficult that rail slide looks or how high that ollie grind flips one side 80 bones, you know, whatever it is called. I got nothing but mad love and respect for skateboarding. I wish I was good at it. Mm -hmm. I think Tony Hawk is like an absolute god. Today, he's still ripping and shredding. So is Caballero and Lance Mountain. And I heard Christian Hisoy's back on a board now, mm -hmm. after, out, after, out of rehab. Tony Hawk just broke his femur not too long ago. God, he, he, he's, he was he partying with Bill Burr still. the other night. Bill Burr was talking about being with uh, Queens of the Stone Age and Tony Hawk at a concert. Mm -hmm. Anyway, like you look at it like, how could you educate people of, dude, that's somebody's investment. They're trying to make money. Someday you're going to want to make money. But if you went up to a skater, they would be like, no, dude, anywhere skatable. It's not, it's not, it's not doing damage, but yeah, it is. some business owner doesn't want to see all the 
you know, black marks on his wall from wall riding or all the paint scraped off his rail from doing grinds. And Not stuff. to mention if your lawyer gets a hold of something or, yeah. when you break your neck on a, on a, on a rail slide slide, you know, these guys rail slide shit that I'm like, dude, that would automatically kill me. Yeah. Right. You've done that where you put your ass on those and you get going too fast and you get scared oh, yeah. with rail, rail slide on a skateboard. Well, then you're looking at all the concrete stairs to land on. If it, if you don't make it, I mean, yeah. it's a, the margin of error there is so slim. So I, you could relate the same thing to graffiti. Like there's some very talented graffiti painters out there, but doesn't belong on, on any public property or ignorant private property or any of that. It looks stuff. terrible. Now, yeah. when I look at graffiti where it's allowed, remember that bridge at Mayberry and like fourth back in the day where they would let them graffiti artists mm-hmm. go in. I don't even know if they let them, but they did one guy did the Mets Shea stadium and oh. did it with the big Mets logo. There's some oh, we used talented to fish people, right man. But I agree. Like, you don't go onto somebody's public property or into these subdivisions and mark up a fence or go to the, you know, a lot of these gray power boxes, you know, mm-hmm. that's what they like to hit those with yep. their, like we, I said this on a podcast before, if you catch one of them and you put them on TV and you break their wrist on TV, you just chop it like, bam, smoke the, it. Like let an MMA fire just smoke them. Yep. It, when we catch you, this is what's going to happen to you. That's like the start of getting away with everything. Then it goes to, let's go steal a car. Then let's go do this. And like, I don't know. I don't want to, my question was just, are we getting old that I look at skateboarding? I'm like, it's not a crime, but it is trespassing. If they say no skateboarding on this property and you do it just because you're an outlaw and a rebel, all you're doing is breaking the law, really. Well, and you're damaging there. If you look at a a highly, you know, used skate spot, there's, damage gets done to it metal on metal on metal removes the paint removes the coatings right. removes you know chips the concrete all and you know what the 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 worst part of it is and, and i relate a lot of it to like our homeless problem is if if kids went to a spot because we used to skate like the the greg street loading docks right if everyone that went there took their soda can and took their chip wrapper and and you know whatever with them and didn't leave a mess, you probably wouldn't have big of a problem. But the problem is you get the bad apples in the group that not only are they there to skate, but they, you know, they leave their garbage behind or they damage the property in other ways because they're bored and acting out or whatever. And then it ruins it for everybody else. It's the same as, you know, if a homeless guy laid down on the sidewalk and spent the night and got up and packed all his stuff up and walked on the next day, you wouldn't really care. But when they set up camp for a week and they throw all their garbage and they use the bathroom wherever they want, and then they get up and walk away and leave a big mess for the city to come take care of, it pisses people off. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, nobody cares that you've, you're down on your luck and you don't have a home. We care. We, we care. No, I'm not saying we don't but care. We don't I'm saying care that, we're not know, mad at you. Yeah, we're not mad at you. We're mad when you leave all your garbage on the ground you and you use the bathroom. Us. Exactly. Taxpayers start exactly. to be, taxpayers are paying for that and you have no respect for us. Exactly. So you're not going to walk over and throw your garbage in a garbage can. take a shit can. in the middle of the road in exactly. San Francisco. Like that's, my family doesn't want, I don't want my daughter seeing exactly. that when, when she's walking to a Giants game. Right. But on the other side of that, I would say, okay, well. Let's take another sport or culture lifestyle, hunting. You don't go, no hunting allowed here, and then you just go in there and hunt. That's trespassing. You get a ticket. Yep. Then if you go in there and you tear up the place, 
what do you do? You make a bad name for hunting. You get people kicked off of that property forever. The landowners yeah. will be like, dude, you left all your shells and your holes here. You left the gate open. My cows got out. Garbage. You, took, you tore yeah. down all these trees to cover your blind. You didn't ask permission. You didn't put them back. There's garbage and chips ahoys here and, you know, everything else that duck hunters or whatever hunting there is eat. Yeah. Um, and you're like, well, then you just made a bad name for all the other hunters out there. Like, you, you, if you're a skateboarder and you're just as in hunting, if you have places that are that you're allowed to hunt, go hunt those places. Go skate those places. I'm just, you know, back in the day, there wasn't, I don't know if there was a lot of places to skate that were like determined skate areas that, sure. like there are now. We never had skate parks. But even we now, kids. like if you live instead, like there's probably a skate park out there. 100%. There's definitely an awesome one in Sun Valley, very close. I mean, you yeah. know, there's but, one right where I grew up that I remember when they put it in, it was past my, you know, prime or whatever. I would never skate it. But, I mean, I thought how great it was for the kids. And I I think they use them when you drive by those. At least I drive by that one on McCarran. There's always kids Is that the one in kind of Hinn Valley? Yeah. Oh, dude, they're always. always the one on Mariloma, that's always being used. Yeah. I, I, I stop there and watch them. Yeah. There's I, one in uh, Silver Springs, dude, on the way to, like, Vegas. It's a little tiny one, but, I mean, it's cool. Yeah, that's – and we I don't think we had a lot of those. Like, you, they had – Richard Barr had his skate park out in – it was all half pipes. It was out in Red Rock that I used to go out there private, and skate his though. stuff. It was private, yeah. yeah. But no. I don't remember. Like, I remember if we went skating – it was Park Lane Mall, and we get in trouble. Inside or outside? No, inside. I mean, outside, oh. like on the sidewalk and the parking yeah, yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. And you know where we skated a lot because it's where I grew up was O'Brien Middle School. Oh yeah. Well, the school district don't want you skating on their shit. They don't want a kid getting no. hurt on there. They don't want things being vandalized. They don't want any of that. So it's like, as a kid, I guess that's what you do. You break the law. You don't listen to people. You rebel. I'm just wondering if there's a different way to teach it of like someday you're going to want to make money and you're going to invest in properties like this and you're not going to want somebody spray painting them up graffiti style or skating on them and scratching all your concrete and breaking park benches and putting scratches all over your rails. You want to keep the property as nice as possible forever because you're trying to, you know, get a return on investment on your money. So I don't know. I think that maybe it is a sign that you are aging a little bit, but I honestly think that there could be a, there could have been a better way it could have been explained, but man, skaters were just that whole lifestyle was underground punk music, weird hair, you know, different haircuts, baggy jeans, bag. It was, it was a different, it was different than what they would call the quote unquote clean kids. Oh yeah. I was one of the quote unquote clean cut kids and I wanted to be a skater. The skaters that were good were the ones that were freaking going out and freaking skating whatever it took to get the best they could. You know what yeah. I mean? Like to become the best skater they could. Yeah, I remember we had a couple kids that I went to high school with that were good, man. And like I was like you, you know, I, I played sports and but I had skateboards since I was a kid, but I just never was good at it. But I also my brother uh like severed a bunch of ligaments in his ankle when we were in high school and had to have surgery and all that. And it was skating. Kind of like, yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah, it's not, I, it. I don't really it's, want to it's do like this. Dry, it's like riding a motorcycle. It's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to get hurt. You're going to break If you hand. get into it and you're doing the, the, the fun stuff, you're going to get hurt. Oh yeah. Because if you were good at it, you might aware, you might wear knee pads when you were skating a half pipe and a right. helmet. I mean, when those guys were doing it, they were wearing the pads, but most street skaters, nothing, 
they they may have wore a knee pad once in a while, but they didn't have wrist guards. They didn't have the elbow pads on. Mo- most of them helmets. never wore helmets. Never. And you would see just bad falls. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go on and Google it. You'll see stuff that you'll be like, oh, my God. Dude, uh, I see it all the time. And, oh, you I know, know the, there's always trolling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right back to the Scrolling, video. not trolling. What's the difference? Trolling's when you make fun of somebody online. I don't troll anyone. Oh, you, is that what it is? Yeah. What's scrolling. Tr- what's, oh, scrolling is just scrolling, when you're going through yeah. it. Okay, so you scroll a lot when you're at home. Like, is is? Let me ask it in this in this t- context. Is TV just become background noise to you? I barely even watch it. I know, but is it on and you're watching this? Not really. You don't even turn the TV on. Uh-uh. <coughs> That's I, sometimes like. I shouldn't say that. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna be home and whatever, I'll. I usually throw a movie on though because I don't have cable, so. For me to think about what show to watch or whatever streaming, I just would rather watch a movie than think about that. So I watch like old school movies all the time. Even movies I've seen a hundred times. I watched Wedding Crashers last week. I've seen it at least a hundred times. I watched Step Brothers. Uh, what else did I watch last week? Oh, I w- there's a category on Netflix right now called movies from the '90s or something, and it literally, like a bunch of the uh, police academies are on there. I've watched a bunch of those lately. Oh, do they do they still hit hard? Oh yeah. Well, I haven't watched the Police Academy yet. I don't think oh, you they watched would. a bunch of the movies from the nineties. Yeah, yeah. What did I just watch the other night that I tried to get into? Um, Daddy's Home with Mark Wahlberg. I, I'm 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 becoming more of a Mark Wahlberg fan. I like him. Yeah. Day by day. Um, I don't know if I've ever. Oh, that's who's the who's the secondary actor? Will Ferrell. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? I thought it was funny. Yeah. But I only got through 10 minutes of it. My problem with the phone is not the social media. My problem with the phone is the taking notes. Like, I'm serious. Like, last night, dude, I'm exhausted today because you just, you just, it's readily available. You tell yourself you're going to leave it alone. Don't even have it next to the bed. And I find an excuse to get up and get it because I don't want to forget something. And I'm writing somebody an email at two o'clock in the morning. Right, you're writing your thoughts down in your phone is what you're saying? Like Nonstop. You're, your... I mean, if I showed you, I mean, I don't even know if you use this part of your phone, but if you go to this right here, to notes, and it's just, okay, here's one I did the night before last, Jim Shockey. So I'm emceeing the Jim Shockey Classic in two weeks in South Carolina. So I'm just going through, and I'm like, I'm not going to write my speech. I'm not even going to have stuff on the stage when I'm speaking. But I went through this to where I could get it in my brain of like, this is what I'm going to hit on during my talk about, I mean, not everybody gets to bring Jim Shockey to the stage, knowing what he's going through in his personal life, knowing what he means to hunting in, in my industry, our industry, what we do. Um, I don't want to F it up. Sure. So I start taking notes and then, and then that just leads into boom. I start going, okay, well, am I on top of this? I went through the entire season of an episode list, right? And I go down and I'm just, and I'm going through and I'm taking notes that I don't want to miss on every episode and i go back to the very beginning of the season texas arkansas california and i left new york off um intentionally because it's down here and it's going to be a special thing that we're working on that i don't want to talk about right now but um i'm just constantly using the you use this part of your phone these notes this notepad but you used to do it with pen and paper so you've replaced it with a no now that's that's another whole new topic that I, I used to brag about my spiral notebooks and you know how right. I kept them from every year. I kept them every year from 2000 to 2019. I still have them. 
Spiral sure. note. I have the day my dad died. What I was doing on that day. I have the day Ron Avancino died. The day before it says bring Ron and Jane ducks because they wanted to cook ducks. And it says Ron and Chad and Dan have a jigger because Ron always wanted to have one jigger of whiskey whenever I went to his house. A jigger's a shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you looked at me like I was racist right there. That was weird. Look by you. I'm, I didn't know if you were talking no, about Jay Z. If you wanted to listen to it, no, that I song. really meant Jigger. Um, so they they have this. I had this whole fascination of you write down your daily task list. If you didn't do it, you'd mark it off and put it on the day after. If you procrastinated or ran out of time, and then on the left side you would take all these notes, right? of what happened during the day. I did it forever. And then when I hired, when I got an assistant, that became my freaking spiral notebook. I literally will write her an email of every single thing that I need done in my life that I know of that she doesn't already have. Like she already knows everything from whether it's picking a list up at school or doing this or whatever. But then I'm, I might come up with 30 things in one day that I want to concentrate on for the next month or two. And I put it on there and she'll put it into notes or daily reminders. And then if it does, if, if every day, every day I, I will get a text from Jen that says reminders or your day, 9am, 11, da, 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 da. And then I'll write back, cross that reminder off. That's done or what. So I'm using this phone of running, of running these businesses really in my everyday life. That's pretty amazing thing. Like it, it teams up with this. This is my laptop right here. But I can't tell you the last time I typed on this keyboard right here. I never open this laptop unless I'm doing podcasting or I'm doing some kind of Zoom meeting or something like that. I hope you're backing up your phone regularly. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) You better be joking, dude. You don't back your phone up? I don't know how to do it. How do you do it? You got to plug it into the laptop? No, you got to put it, make sure it's on the iCloud, make sure everything's going to that, dude. Because if you lose your phone. Does everything go to the cloud? I hope for your sake. Every picture? Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. And a hey, uh, who, who Bill Gates gets to look at all those too. You know, he's got it a is private just stream of them weird, going dude, out. That guy's so useless. How could you be that smart? It, it just shows you that money is a root of evil. Oh, dude, that guy, him, he's evil. He Dude's really freaking is. evil. Biden is like these guys are evil people, man. They're greedy, dude. You got to listen to the podcast I did today with Ted Nugent. I wanted to say something before he we got off, off the topic. Oh, go ahead. There's two movies coming out that I want to see, and I haven't, I haven't, I haven't said that in years. Is one with Woody Harrelson? No. I saw the one where he's a basketball coach for the Special Olympics. Oh, that I, looks hilarious. Really? Champions. The Machine with oh, that with Bert Kreischer. Yeah, dude. And then, and then there's a scary one called The Pope's Exorcist. Oh god, that looks good, dude. Never would I watch that in a million years. Really, that it just do, sounds stupid. It's loosely based on it, like a there's a true person that the Pope I don't even want to th- hires to be his personal exorcist. No the way. dude does thousands of exorcisms, and so he said most of them are BS, but like ten percent of them are like evil, and that's what the movie is about, dude. It looked amazing. Uh, Why are we f- scared of evil but fascinated with it? Well, like I watch these kids, kids nowadays aren't scared of it, but we oh, grew up dude, in a you different put a time. serial killer in the room with these kids. Are gonna maybe, be scared. A, maybe a mass shooter or something, but we grew up fearing that mass shooters are cowards. I'm talking about, but that's what they grew up with. I'm saying we grew up with the church where that's really been taken away from the kids nowadays. That's why movies like the exorcist were scary to us that I think kids nowadays don't believe because they don't know what that is anymore. What do you mean that the church has been taken away? Pe- like people take- don't take their kids to church anymore. You don't hear about church in school anymore. 
So you don't fear. That's what I'm in my mind. And you could argue with me. I feel like that's why you see so much bad in our world. So today. wait a minute. So are you saying that we should have a better relationship with the Lord? hundred percent. You should have, you should have a, you should have a healthy fear of it. Okay. Okay. Fine. You're, you're a God fearing man, but are you a spiritual man? Sure. I don't go to church or anything by any means, but I pray. We chat. I wouldn't say I pray, but, but you can't say that you can't say that you're that you, I guess you can, but in my opinion, if you're going to be a God fearing man and you're going to give it all up to him because that's what you're supposed to do. Like none of this is there without him. Sure. Right. If you're, if you're going to get into Christianity as like, you know, our gratitude is to the Lord and Jesus Christ and the Holy spirit and everything comes through the, all that. Right. So shouldn't you at least give more time to God? And at least if you don't go to church, you should at least pray or read a scripture every single day of your life. I don't think so. I think you could be, well, then you're really not, then you're really not doing what Christianity calls you to do then. I, I mean, I don't think you have to follow it to a T. I think by, by that notion, a lot of the things I do are wrong, but I think that I learned, or at least I was taught. Well, I guess you'd have to answer a really big question and we won't answer it here, but do you, what do you think happens to you in the afterlife? Cause oh, you go to heaven. So that's what my, my, th- I don't know if there's proof of that, but my, I don't know my, either. My, my wish is, and my belief right. is. So my thought is, and what I believe is that being that kids no longer, because if you went to church and we'll boil it down to real simple. If you're, if you're a good person, you go to heaven. And if you're a bad person, you go to hell, right? That's very boiled down. But I'm, what I'm saying is that kids nowadays are no longer taught that, which we all went through that when we were young, we might be distant from it today, or you might not be distant from it today, but the kids nowadays no longer fear what happens to them when this life's over. So they do whatever they want. That's why they shoot each other and kill each other and do all this crazy stuff because they're no longer afraid of what at least my parents in the church taught me was if you were that person, you're going to hell. You're going to burn in hell for the rest of your life. You, if you killed, if you shot someone for, you know, no reason, out of anger or whatever, you're going to hell. You're burning in hell for the rest of your life. That's enough to make you, I'm like, why would I ever do that? You know, I, I agree. Kid, even, kid, even on, even on little stuff of, yeah. of, 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 of the word selfless or, not selfless, but um, character and aptitude and, 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 and doing right when nobody's looking because you know, God's looking like when I cheated on my wife, when, when I went through all that part of my life, you were right there at at night, you know, you knew when it all happened, you saw it all go down. You weren't watching it. You were at, I'm talking about the aftermath of it, that if I should have been thinking the same way that way, like my dad's up there watching this, what am I doing? What am I freaking doing? I I'm being, I'm, I'm being watched. Sure. You know, and that's how I was when I was a kid. Like, dude, my dad put the fear of God in me. I did not go. I didn't never smoke a cigarette. I never drank and L- or went and stole stuff or got caught doing this. Like, I would never get out of line. I've gotten some fist fights, got kicked out of school or expelled or whatever. But you get it's all because I always thought that you were being looked at. You were always being judged by the man upstairs. I think you're right. And I think today now, like, let me ask you this, though, about religion and you're baptized Catholic. Christian. Okay, you're well. You're not baptized Christian, but you're Christian. Yeah. Are you baptized? Are you Catholic? Um, no, I'm Christian. Okay, so but you're. I assume that your girlfriend is a Catholic, sure, an Italian Catholic. Yeah, for sure, her dad is. Sure. 
does do you think that your relationship, not that it's bad, I know that you guys have a great relationship, but do you think your relationship would, if you put religion in it more, based on your childhood, based on the beliefs in the Bible and the scripture, that you guys would have a different kind of relationship if you had religion in it? Because you're you're fornicating without being married. <laughs> or forcating. How do you are know? You but anyway, you're doing no, things I... that are against religion. I'm almost wondering if if... If the Italian part of that family looks down upon that, that that's being done out of wedlock, that you guys are not even thinking about having kids, which is a huge thing in the Catholic Church of having kids. Like, I don't even think there's a such thing as getting your tubes tied or having your nuts cut in the Catholic there's Church. There's no right? contraception. Right? It's like whatever happens, happens in the Lord's eyes. I'm baptized Catholic. Sure. But um, if you guys had more religion in your relationship, would it change the dynamic? Because maybe you guys have kept it out on purpose. Because you got to be thinking about the afterlife. Are you guys breaking? Are you sinning so bad right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but that's what I guess I was kind of touching on earlier is like, I think it's okay to, I, dude, I, I, I've been to, you know, I've been to obviously a lot of my Christian church when I was young, but I've been to Catholic ceremonies. I've been to Buddhist temples. You know, I, I think it's okay to. You have? Yeah. What? What? Well, you know, my friend Sam, he's a Buddhist. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. I've known you for 20 years. You're just now telling me you went to a Buddhist temple? You know, I gave a I gave a funeral uh eulogy at a mosque when I ran the taxi company. My one of my uh Muslim cab drivers got murdered, dude. They had me speak at his thing at, in their mosque. I've been to really? the mosque three or four times. I've had dinner there twice. Yeah. See, so, all the more proof of the mailbox might still have the invites in them. Well, you wouldn't want to go to that stuff. Oh, I wouldn't want but, to go to the Elks Club. This, I mean, it's ridiculous. I like to have a, I have a good knowledge about what people want to do or not. But what I'm saying is. So, obviously, I don't like to do anything. No, you like to do. I know the things that you like to do, I like to do with you as well. And get invited to do yeah. them. You have such a good party schedule, though. Like, I feel like you're just always on top of it. If you're really good at, like, I'm not going to cook for Do you. you. You're already Walker's a good cook. Walker's house will be fun this Sunday. Who's Walker's house? The I whole bet. the whole next week is going to be a blast. <laughs> the only the, there's only two things that I don't want to do: drive there and drive home. But it, it'll be I worth don't know it. Why we are? Why are we not flying? It just makes no sense. It's an you hour gotta, and a half. But you got to have a car down there. You could rent one. Well, put no miles on your car. Get a get two get two little cars and be gone. I think we should look into it too late now really we're leaving sunday sunday i thought it was saturday or saturday it's 14 hour drive dude i know so i said there's two things i don't want to do and one it up with a little whiskey Myers i was gonna concert. say are so you, have you seen whiskey Myers? did you go to him in reno with yeah me? are we going backstage and stuff like last time i don't know do you want to? i mean should i invite you yeah do you mind what if he just goes i can, just want chad back can i here? get my backstage pass sent to me early what if i just want at what if I just want to bring me back? There? Listen, I, I mean, if you came to a concert with me, you'd be in the 25th row, not front stage. You cook better than me, so I'm not going to cook you dinner. I'll, we go to bars together. We go out to dinner together. Those are things that we do. I invite you to. I where? Mean, all the time. Name once. I, we just went to where? Louis or something the other day. I mean, it's been a couple months, but you've been gone. I did not go to Louis invited by you. Yes, you did. For what? You're I out of your remember. mind. But we drank pecans. We did it. I mean, you. it's been a couple months, but you we were out of town. We drank pecans at Whiskey Myers. It was my night. 
No, I invited you to Louis first. You guys were You're him out and of Han. Your, the only what should we, we do? Doing anything that night is because I said you invited me to Louis. We were going out to the concert. I invited you to Louis first. That's an ass nine thing to say. Had some app- great appetizers, pecan punches. Be honest. Do you? That was I. I said Crosby. Do you want to go see Whiskey Myers? And then we then we all went. Well, what are we going to do? First? I could probably get back on that text where I said, "Let's meet at Louis." That's not inviting me. That's just making a pregame plan. That's an invite. I know an invite is well, like I could have went to Louis by myself. An and- invite is when there's not a concert <laughs> and you go, "Hey, bro, can I buy you lunch at Louis?" I heard their fucking garlic fries are great. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or their cow tongue's nice. It is nice. Or their sweetbreads are delicious with the Jim Ray sauce. What kind of asshole tells people he's got his own sauce on the menu? What, what kind of <laughs> asshole goes to Argentina twice in one year, dude? <laughs> a rich insurance salesman. Isn't that make, doesn't money. that make you want to change your insurance broker when it, when they just flaunt it like that? Oh, oh, dude, did you see Scott Schleen the other day? I mean, the guy you can't hide money. The guy's wearing Gucci. I know. He Rolex grew up watch. here. He grew up in Carson City. He's wearing Rolex. $1,000 cowboy boots everywhere he goes. It, it, you know, when I worked think for, you get a bottle of whiskey at the holidays. When I worked for Rick Revilio, he bought a uh, he bought an Audi, and he had all the badging taken off of it because he's got to have a car to drive, right? And I mean, it's like you can buy a suburban; it costs seventy thousand. He wanted an Audi, but he didn't want people to see the Audi logo on because just like we're doing right now, it's like, dude, I'm I'm bi- I'm paying you money, and you walk in here with a Rolex and thousand dollar cowboy boots, like it, you know, or you go to Argentina but twice again, a like, year. I look at it like happy if you make it, you get you do it. If they're your friends, if it, if it was somebody you didn't know, I wouldn't want them. I didn't get invited to Argentina. Yeah, Scott Shaleen, and I've known that son of a bitch since. I'll tell you exactly the year I met Scott Shaleen was nineteen ninety five. I was playing baseball in Kansas and I, with John Sullivan, and I met him through those guys before we left, and we became friends, fast friends. I don't think I've ever been invited anywhere since nineteen ninety five. Really? Yeah. He's they make street signs after him one way. One way. How funny was I that love Shaleen, but he just doesn't believe in like calling me and going, dude, what's up, man? Did he ever? No. I don't know if he invites anybody. He's never, I was going to say, he's They're like never a real close knit family. The Shaleen's are like a real tight family, which they should be. Great family. Um, they just go to a lot of things and see people there, I think. Mike Shaleen grew up in the neighborhood where my dad grew up. Vaughn Middle School, oh, Worcester really? High School, the neighborhood over there. Home Gardens. I don't You know that area of Reno? Yeah, yeah. Vassar and. All that. I don't know if there's a tougher guy in Nevada. I don't know if there's a tougher guy in Nevada than Mike Shalene. He was a boxer, right? And then the boxer. Yeah, so was Pat, his brother, who was one of our teachers at Clayton. But Mike Shalene has this, like, even today, he's probably 75. I still think he would beat the shit out of anybody that got in his way. Really? Truly, I mean that. Like, the guy just has that that Mills Lane kind of tenacity, that that almost like an Irish mob. What's the IRA? The uh, Republic Army? Yeah. Irish Republic Army? He's got this like mobbish gangster Mike Tyson ish like bulldog, but he's a sweet man kind of. I, I don't know if you've ever. Sp- I used to spend a lot more time with him, but I was always intimidated by him. I, I don't really think I ever let him know the real who I really was or got to really know him because he always intimidated me. I don't know if that makes sense because when you meet him, he's just a happy go lucky guy. But knowing knowing what the neighborhood was and knowing what I had known about the Shalines, you know. I was always intimidated yeah. by the guy. And still, in his mid-70s, I'm like, damn it, man. You fucking are still intimidated. But you know? met him, so you met him when he was in his 50s. So oh, he yeah. probably still was very... Shit, I remember the year my dad died, which was what? Two, 2006 to now is how many years? 17? Mm-hmm. 17 years ago, Mike would have been 59, 60. Freaking 
we, we went to antelope camp right after my dad died. He died in August. We were up there a week later to get away or two weeks later and just seeing Mike, you know, I've known Mike forever, but you know, since the mid, you know, mid nineties, way back in the day. Um, but he always, he always intimidated. I don't know how I got off on that, but I guess I was going off on his son because Scott never invites me anywhere and he hurts my feelings, but maybe it's just because some people don't really do a lot of shit with their friends unless it's pre, you know, like maybe a lunch like we did the other day once in a while where everybody's getting together like that. I just don't know if, if, if Scott's one of those guys that really goes out of his way to invite people on excursions because he's always with his family. Does that sound fair? I, you know him as good as I do now. I, I kind of think he's maybe like me in a lot of ways where he just attends the things that he's invited to and maybe he doesn't host many things, which is it's okay to be that person too, you know? It's great to have friends that show up to all the things you do, isn't it? Yeah. I'm better at that than Scott. But, okay, but I know it would feel nice for you to be invited somewhere, but I don't do anything. But that's always an excuse because you But do. I don't. You do. No, there's not. Okay, there's, so does Scott not do anything? Okay, so well, I'm saying I don't do anything. Like, I don't, I don't go. You're doing something Saturday that I could have came to. I'm going to Arizona with you Saturday. Or wherever, Friday. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. It's not like I woke up and went. I'm going to go. Uh, you could have, though. You, know, you could have been like, I bet Belding would enjoy that. Camaraderie. I know that he wants to be around Frankie. I already admitted that. I want to hang out with Frankie. I know he's going to be there for sure. But we're cooking at that It thing. doesn't matter. I could be back there hanging out and well, having you a drink. You've got to be a cooking. member, dude. Huh? you got to be a member. Then give me a membership card. You can join anytime you want. Okay, but you've never given me but one. That's, you've well, never. I've got to be recruited in. I want to be recruited. You, wouldn't, you would not. If you say fuck the sun, I want to say fuck the sun. This is like a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that Adam Sandler? Yeah. <laughs> you go in saving uh, 12 bucks. You get a haircut, but I'm saying the, th- that the, could have been very easily. Like, it was, it, it, am I off base by thinking that Scott maybe has a better group of friends or does he No. Is he like, is he like sneaking around with a bunch of cool people no. that I'm not invited on because I'm like this weirdo redneck that shoots shit. I don't think so. They all shoot shit. So you don't think he's moved on from me? No, he's just dedicated his t- time to his three kids and wife. I just don't think I was going to say three wives and a kid. three wives and a kid. <laughs> I just don't I th- like I said I think he probably attends things but does not plan things. When he used to be the the head of the sons, you know, I saw him a lot more cuz he always organized that dinner and stuff. He was never really there mentally though. <laughs> no. But at least he planned them. <laughs> he planned them. DeRosa quit planning them. Y'all quit planning them. Y'all dropped the ball on that. I guess I got to get that resume. It's not y'all, because I was at the very last Suns there was, and it was because four people showed up, and we had a $500 bill to pay. And the time before that, eight people showed up. What a great concept, though. What a great concept in so many ways, on so many levels, to once a month see your boys, raise money for different charities, give back to the community, whether it's politically or leadership wise or environmentally, whatever it is, we've done it all. You want to know what happened to it? Families. No. Excuses was what happened to it. I'll tell you that when I was asked to be in the Suns, I was told you don't miss a meeting. If you miss a meeting, you're out. We were too late, lenient on we went, people. Yeah. We, everybody has something going on, right? But the reality is, I, I the other thing that that I think hurt it too was taking its consistency out because when we said it's the third Thursday of every month, we should have just stuck to that Yeah, because everybody could put it on their calendar. Now I'm obviously you just, you go do your business for three months out of the year. It's understandable, 
but all us guys that live in Reno and work. Why is schleppy, that understandable, though? Is that is it really understandable? Yeah, I, I don't think no no club goes above your family or your business. Now, take that. With I a like gr- being in a club. I want to be in a club. Right. Take 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 that with a grain of salt. When uh, do I think you can miss your kids' baseball practice every once in a while? Yes. Yes, Jim so, Ray. I hope so. You that's that. not family. When it was, it's the third Thursday of every month, and and show up or you're or you're out. Look how many people we used to have. There'd be 30, 40 guys at that thing. But did, but is that because it was more fun when we were like at a place like Abby's and we were hellions? I we mean, could've. we were doing stupid shit. I we, know, but, but it we could've. didn't mind getting drunk on a Thursday. Still don't. Really? Yeah, I do. No, well, I don't. Maybe I'm. T- maybe maybe I don't. You would. You would. You would have had the exact if we would have kept it regimented and the same. Or not okay, even the same, but then, then you why, still had good you numbers. You being a community leader now, and you having a business here, and you being so influential in this area, and I'm being serious, you're freaking growing a badass business. You you got you're involved with one of the great you know local businesses there are right now in the food and beverage industry. Why don't you get it going again and 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 set these laws forward and get the people that want to be there? And we go back to that those years of 2003 yeah. is when we started it when Ron Evansino died. I remember. I was one of the original four. Of course. Me, Wade, Marini, Avancino. Were you? No. I don't know if Brad Bell was. I don't. He Brad brought me in, but I Brad was one of the original ten. Ten. I would say ten. For so sure. we go back to those original ten, and let's go to Donnie and say, let's do it here. Donnie's right. gone. Sold the bar. Okay. So see, I don't know that. Now. So let's go to your father-in-law. Let's go somewhere and do it and set these rules forward. And because I'm putting my dad's thing in motion. Like, I already told you what I got going for next, for my dad's. Were you at lunch? You weren't at lunch. You saw us at lunch. But, I, you know, I'm for my dad's scholarship fund, I'm doing one, I'm doing a big dinner at next February before spring training starts in Reno. And I got the guests already solidified. It's going to be unreal. I'll tell you off mic. I, I can't let it out there yet. But it's going to endow the scholarship fund to where we never have to raise another dollar. It'll just make its money on the on the annuity fund, on the stock market, and the kids, the two kids, will get a scholarship every year. It's perfect. That was through Sons of Nevada. Yeah, the Ron Avancino was through Ron, was through Sons of Nevada. We've done a lot of good. We raise money for a lot of different shit in this area. So why don't you do it? I'll help. I love the concept of getting of good people coming together. But uh. when you would go to the ones. At, you know, when it was down here on 4th, I love that restaurant. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the the food at the Coney. And I love the bar and I love the camaraderie. But we just weren't getting anything done there. I just, it was like, it just didn't seem like we were moving forward. And it was just kind of, people just kept falling off left and right. I think if you go in there with a leadership deal, like this is what we're getting done. We're not taking the fun out of it. But we really are going to put some things in motion to get some shit done. And that's going to be helping out. This organization that's going to be getting this person elected, you know, now that we're getting seeing how we're being affected by what's going on in the world, maybe it's a good time to bring it back. I I think that that's the other thing, too, is that we. You know, we had some politicians and stuff come talk to us and 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 remember, it used to be like if you were in that group and you had your season premiere party coming out, you know, you would get an email People want to complain like, oh, you know, don't send the politicians over here and don't bullshit. That's the power of a group like that. Yeah. When you get 50 guys together, there might be 50 what do you guys mean, don't there. Bring them over here? Like it was, a, it was bothering them. Yeah. 
So that's what I'm saying. You got 50 guys, and then they've got their – they might not all be in the Suns, but they've got their networks behind them. Why not say, hey, you know, Chad's got season 14 of the Foul Life coming out on July 1st. Tune in here, there, and there. That's a stupid email that goes out quick that everyone can read, and it supports well, somebody in the group. That's something that you set forth in the bylaws from the very beginning, that this is an active – club this is a social this is, club. this is not a get drunk an hour just to see yeah we're fired up to see our buddies but we actually have the ability to make a difference exactly. and we did for a lot of we a did. lot of instances and then we stopped doing that and it and i think without a purpose and without the 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 discipline and the rules set up it's just kind of like whatever and every, everybody dropped out yeah like i said i was at the very last one and the one before I, i'm not saying i never missed one i missed them but i went to most of them i looked forward to going to most of them i enjoyed all of them but yeah, it, it became a point where when you're asking a restaurant to close for you, basically, and you're going to have 35 guys there and five or six people show up, you can't do it. You know, I would totally be into firing it back up again. <laughs> well, you're the right guy for it. You're here. You don't travel much. Every time you try to, it gets canceled. Sure. <laughs> like your Christmas trip. That's cool that that airline's going to take care of it after you had to twist their arm. I know. But why don't you get it going again? Like, figure it out. Like, you could go to this guy right out here and say, all right, we're going to put together this little graphic, and it's going to be the state symbol with sons resurrected. And then it's going to be, this is a no-joke meeting. We're going back to our roots. Invite only. No guests the first meeting. We're going to set the parameters. And then we're going to treat this club like it deserves to be treated out of respect because at one time this was powerful and leave it at that it, date location RSVP now. And that's it. Whoever does an RSVP, Just they're, take them they're off no the longer sons. And I, and I think you, but you got to do it now. We, we can chat it's, about this. You got to do it now before yeah. you get into summer, before people really start vacationing. Cause then there's excuses. But I mean, like I said, I, I think that, if it's regimented and it's the third, no, I'm, not, I'm just talking the first one. No, I know. Yeah. I'm just talking the first one to get people there and get people excited about it. Yeah. Well, we can, we can continue to talk off mic. Why? You don't like talking on mic. Well, I don't, things? I don't want to invite all my whole life's public. What if care? all these people show up out there now? I got thrown out of a bar for being drunk in public. No. I was drunk in a bar. You threw me. <laughs> you threw me. What is that from? Ron White. God, that's a good one. <laughs> so freaking awesome. The bouncers throw us out. Like, no, I was drunk in a bar. <laughs> you threw me into public. <laughs> it's the freaking oh, greatest. Shit. That's what Sons of Nevada is. Like you're there. I could the stories I remember in the backyard or that back area of Abby's. Are you serious? Like that stuff really happened. Like. People watch reality shows today, like Jersey Shore, whatever it is, and they they got nothing on us, dude. Of what no. we of what we've seen over the past, I'm being for real. Like, oh, I, if you had a camera following just us over the last, when did we really start running together? Oh nine, oh eight, oh nine. Before that, okay. So if you had a camera, let's just say since 2010, so the last 13 years, people be like. What the hell? Oh, yeah. Like, nothing. They, there's nothing that could ever happen in their life that would be like, social media won't even matter. No. Can you, saying, can, you, we're so lucky we didn't have social media. Oh, God. You're, I mean, this is a very PG-13. Remember when Donnie fired up that fire truck and we drove it all through downtown? Freaking <laughs> hanging off the back of it. Dude. With drinks in our hand? Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude. 
But I mean, we did way worse than that. Way, way worse. Things you don't want to talk about on here at all. Like, but I don't that's want what, anybody. That's a key. That's a key to the puzzle is where we do it at. My my family's place is out because I, a lot of people don't want to see the people of the community when they're all drunk. So you got to find a like an Abbey. You got to find place. a place that that. Kind of a dive bar. Think but about everything that happened back there, and it was never mentioned again. Like right now, I, mean. I want to spill my guts on all of it, and I won't. I just won't talk about that unless it's at a son's deal and we're right. reminiscing. Right. That's the, that, was the, that was the power of that group of men and getting together. Like Brad Bell should have his ass at every Sons of Nevada meeting after you make this announcement. Right. And I a, think he would now. I mean, I think he should have always. His kid, his ki- you know, he, he should have always. make those excuses. We had powerhouses yeah. in there. Oh, dude. Marini. Bell, Dolan, Duncan. There's four entrepreneurs right there that are kicking ass in the community. Huge. Marini's pretty much running the freaking resort, the resorts downtown, the row. Yeah. Duncan's got like nine golf courses. Yeah. Bell's retired at 31. No, he started again. <laughs> now he's starting again, but right. he's retired right. for a minute. Uh, Platts is an entrepreneur kicking ass. DeRosa's kicking ass. You're kicking ass. Dolan is probably the richest guy in America. Um, all the dude, Frankie does well. Frankie's we all kicking do. ass. There isn't. A, we no, have, I'm naming him. Frankie's Sar- kicking ass. Chris Sarman's a, a, a newly elected county Sarman's assessor. Sarman's kicking ass. Uh, Clint's kicking ass. Clay's yep. kicking ass. I do okay. Uh, you kick ass. Um, Shaleen's kicking ass. Jim Ray kicks ass. There isn't a dud in the pile, dude. I'm trying sure. to think of everybody that's been in Sons that that is that. Eichelberger. Eichelberger's a freaking badass. He just donated two motorcycles to Moms on the Run. He's one of the best there is. He is. Um, I went in his duck club out at Camasback, his house. It's great. Holy hoarder. He's worse than me. I go, dude, could you imagine being a maid and coming in here and going clean this place up? Like, you got seven and a half years of dusting in this son of a bitch. He's got trinkets that are this big of little ducks. And I'm like, dude, how do you clean this place? And they're like, they're like this close to each other on the on the shelves. You don't clean out there. That's the motto, I no, think. No, that place is spotless, dude. Oh, they probably hire the lady. His place is spotless. Is that it? is bad. I only went bad. like the front entrance. Rob way. was out there just freaking juiced up, freaking talking smack to me, eating freaking. I think they finally ate at like 1045 the night before the youth hunt. I want a place at Canvas Bag. Oh, dude, I'll get one. You want to get one together? You think we could get one? I don't know. Steal one. Just going to one that nobody goes to anymore. Yeah. Just get a key. Wouldn't it be worth it to you just to have all your boats? Who and am stuff I missing out there? in the Suns? A lot of people. I know a lot. I'm just I'm just drawing blanks. Uh, you got Bob Rager. Rager. He's on the endow. You got Andy Perwin. He's retired pretty much. Retired He's young. Retired young. Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Uh, you said DeRosa, I believe, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, Dunbar, their neighbor, he kicks ass. Wade's brother-in-law is a military pilot, commercial fighter pilot. pilot, right there. Yep. There uh, he is on the wall. I mean, there were like I said, there was a time there was fifty guys in it that there was no there was no duds in there. There was nobody that was, you know, asking you for money or expecting you to buy them a drink or something. They were all just well to do. It, it was just great. It, at one time, it was great, and I understand everything changes, but that is something that should be resurrected and done right through our through our mid forties to 60s, 70s because. There's there's clubs that are still in existence that that stayed that way because of the power they had, mm-hmm. not because they were 
untouchable, not that kind of power, of what they could get done if they set their mind to it and initiated, initiated it. There's a club in Reno to this day that's uh, – well, there's a couple. I, I might be saying the same group, but there's one. They're either called the TBDs because they never, they never came up with a name for themselves. To be determined? Yeah, and they meet – they used to meet on the Wednesdays before us, and you, and I would look at the the guys that were coming into that dinner. It was all the studs of Reno, old you know guys that are twenty years older than us. Yeah. But they've been going to that dinner for twenty years. And so when they were our we age, should, we should never stop. We should have never stopped, sons, and it's, it hasn't been stopped that long. You need to take initiative to resurrect it. I'll do it. We can use my office here, my guys here, to come up with the right invite. Instead, and not just an email of like, hey, like it's got to be staunch, dude. Like, here's the deal. This dessert, this club deserves more respect. We're bringing it back for those who want to be a part of something special. Big plans for 2023 and 24. Here's the place. Here's the time. And we kick ass with it. So I'm going to go to work on finding the right place. You have the right place, that upstairs room. You don't use that. They, the people don't want to go there. Why? Because they don't want to get all drunk and then come downstairs to where all the people of the community are. You don't even see the community. You just walk right out the door when you're done up there. You you know what they do. By the time a son's meeting's over, that place is closed down. All those guys. Oh, they blow up balloons. Yeah, they're all all blowing up balloons outside on the patio. (laughs) No, but there's, there's 100 bars in Reno. Somebody would love to have us. I'm not saying we couldn't have JP cater it. Why can't you do it at the at Coney? That turned a lot of people off too. I don't know. I mean, one, one, one in one in particular. The, I think it'd be better if we found like a neutral spot. I loved it when it was catered. That was one of the things that I think a lot of people liked. Right? Is it's a little bit more work, but you got some variety. Right? Ike would go get barbecue, or Ike would go get Pinocchios, or Ike would go get whatever. Instead of having the same meal over and over and over and over and over and over, you know, which, granted, it's once a month. Right. But you know, that's what. I think a lot of people didn't like that. I mean, whatever. Well, go to work on finding the spot. Because I think you, you know the area better than I do. We find a cool place like Donnie's that could u- genuinely probably use the business on a Thursday. That's fun for everyone. Oh, Is there a place on Victorian that we know the owner? Clay knows the owner of that place on Victorian, that new country bar. I do too. Uh, we had my birthday party there in October for Kid Rock. I was there. I know. I'm I just asking the name of it. Hi, hi. Uh, ranch house or ranch it's yeah. changed three times it used to be mummers then it was the no i'm talking about they bought mummers we yeah. know who bought mummers then they changed it and then they sold it to this person yeah i know it's a gal yeah that'd be a cool one yeah that's a kind of a neutral area easy to get to right off of i-80 yeah easy uber ride don't know how about how busy they are on they might be busy on a thursday well i can go talk to them well even if they're busy we can go back by that stage and have our own area back there like we did for the party we didn't have it shut down for my party right yeah that might be good we can use that stage with the microphone for the you know for the talk each night we'll have to put a flag up there for the pledge of allegiance and home means nevada put a nevada flag up there on a pole right next to the united states of america flag so that's a good option that one next to it might be well i don't know i like that one that one's is she a local girl that we would give business to yeah she's a country singer well there you go i can go talk to him all i'm saying is that that's you need to you're here a lot you know the area a lot you're building a local business you're in your early 40s 
this could be something to where it could be. I think it could be power. It was. It was so powerful at one time. Oh, it was. Like and I said, I look, and I look forward to. And I'm not saying that I'm not as guilty as anybody for freaking getting too busy and missing too many dinners. But if it's if it's put out there that this is this is a legit deal that we're going to activate, and we are going to have fun. We're going to tell jokes. We're going to shit talk. We're going to reminisce. But at the end of the day, we are going to put some things in motion too. Like the thing that you sent today on the wild horse, we could easily go to bat on that. Yeah. And get, you get know, petition sign. I think about country. like you know Frankie being in real estate. Why shouldn't he have fifty guys that he's tight with that should know what he does and what he's got going on? Same yeah, with like you, your local LinkedIn. Right. If you, it, it's just networking, and that's the business side of it. But there's also the friendship, camaraderie side of it, the political side. There's like you said, there was a time it was powerful. Yeah. There was a time politicians wanted to come talk to us because they wanted. They wanted the Suns because it is it's more than you got 50 key guys that are sitting there that are going to talk to 250 other people. And it's all you know what I'm saying? It's it's you know, it's talking to the right group of people is what it is. So, yeah, I'm taking a note right now. Not on your phone, please. We're, we're not coming full circle. You use your phone too much. Well, I thought that we we're allowed to if you're taking notes. No, you have way too much screen time. Oh, God. I don't even know how to look at that. I don't want to look at that. Screen time? Do you know how to look at it? Five hours and 13 minutes. Today? No. Hell no. Well, I don't know how to do that. I'm typing in screen time. Oh, shoot. Oh, I don't have mine on. Thank goodness. I'm on. Dude, I'm admitted. I'm on it too much because I'm I'm constantly either emailing, texting, or taking notes. I do all that stuff too, but I scroll as well. But, you know, I have to monitor several business pages of social media. (laughs) Tammy Turkey just came in. Huh? Tammy Turkey just came in. Tammy Turkey. Are you going turkey on this year at all? I know we don't talk about a lot of hunting. Yeah, probably. I didn't. I was canceling all of April for everything. Like, wasn't even going to take a phone call, and then I got summoned. Like, stupid. Why were you taking off April? I just been on the road a ton. Have you ever? I mean, I've been traveling a lot. I've been grinding hard. And um, don't you think it's better just to keep going though? What do you get out of slowing down? I love to keep going, but your body, when you're going from time zone to time zone, and you're sleeping in different hotel beds or different lodge beds, you never get rested. No. You always think you're going to rest, but somebody wants to go have a beer. Um, you do miss home for sure. Time zones. Have you been I, in your hot tub since you've been back? No. It's not working. It's going to be fixed tomorrow. Um, Does that piss you off? Yeah, bad. Um, that's a whole other story in itself. Um, the uh, wake up in Missouri at four in the morning and snow goose hunt from 5 a.m., because when it's on, it's on. They'll start moving early. 5 a.m. until 4 p.m. I have an 8 o'clock flight or a 7.45 flight out of St. Louis to get back to Reno through Denver to do the youth hunt in Fallon. So you wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, Missouri time, which is 2 in the morning here. You get done hunting at 4. You get in a car. You got to drive an hour and 40 minutes to get to the St. Louis airport. Barely make my flight. Traffic, all this shit. Get on the plane. Fly to Denver. Fly to Reno. Don't get home until like midnight, which is two in the morning. 
So you're up for 20 hours straight. Which is two in the morning this time, right? And then you don't get to bed for another hour, so you're almost 24 hours. No, two in the morning. I was up at four. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're 22, so 22 hours. 23 right hours. So then you get up on the, the next morning, you get everything ready because you can't sleep in. You got to get everything ready to go to the duck club because that plan's already been made. So you got to get all the stuff packed. You got to get all the waiters. You got to get all the gear ready to go. I had Bubba and Clay get the boat ready and everything, and, and all of that was ready. Go out there. Now you wake up. You go to bed that day at 11 o'clock this time, which is 1 o'clock in the morning Missouri time. Your clock never starts over. Yeah. And then as soon as the youth hunt's over, I got back on a plane and flew to Nashville through Salt Lake City. How do you reset your clock? You just got to be you got to stay in time, you zone, stay for in a time week zone for a while and make yourself go to bed <coughs> at a certain time. Yeah, you have to. You got to start. There's different tactics that you can use. But the number one thing is to be in a place for a, a long period of time. Do you do you find it gets harder to restart though by slow? You you could just keep rolling when you're at that point, but when you stop and then have to try and start again, does is that harder or no? Mm, the only thing that gets me. The only thing that that stops me is if I get in a position to where I get a bug. I very rarely get sick. But if I get a bug in my lungs because of my asthma, like if I get a, if I get like a uh I don't know like a really bad chest cold or something that really seizes up my cardiovascular and my breathing and it gets all croupy in there and stuff, that's the only thing that shuts me down. Like I can go on the flu I'll keep working. I can work through it if I just have a little bit of a fever. As long as I'm not around people and not contagious, I can still do it. Your energy levels aren't perfect. But if I get stuff in my lungs, like I did in the last probably two weeks from an airplane ride or being at the SCI convention, or is it COVID? I didn't get a test, but is it just a common cold or is it a chest cold? Or is it, I, don't, I didn't have a fever. I kept checking my fever, never had a fever. But that's the only thing that will get me to be like, yeah, I got to slow down. Otherwise, I'll just keep grinding 100% of the time. Because I don't think you can slow down. People that say, oh, I can, you can rest and put the brakes on. Like, you could never go to hunting for six months out of the year and then just staying home for six. Just, hey, I'm not going to do that other extracurricular stuff. I'm only going to hunt, and, and then I'll come home and just be here no. for six months. You, no. It would, cru- it would suck. I don't, think I, could go to the, I don't think I could go to an island where you didn't have cell service and be comfortable, and that's sad. I'm, I, like, I'm well off enough as far as, like, I don't think that there all these emergencies are going to pop up. It's just the way my mind works because of maintenance. If I'm not in touch with somebody, when's the last time you had like a regular vacation? What's that mean? You went to Hawaii and just sat on the beach. I mean, everywhere I go, I'm working. You know that. I I know that. But so you've never do you do you want to take the time to just say, hey, I'm going to go for I'm not I'm going to whatever. I'm going to go see Whiskey Myers in Hawaii, but it's not going to be a work thing. I'm not going to, I'm just going and, and I'm going to relax and I'm going to sleep in every day and I'm going to eat breakfast late and I'm not going to look at my phone. All, do you, do you, do you have the desire to even do that? Yeah. I know you have a pretty fun life that everything feels like a vacation, but I'm talking about a vacation like that where you just turn it off for three or four days. I think that I really think like at the end of this May, in the beginning of June, I'm going to do that. To where I'm not going to go somewhere where it's going to either be work-related or even have the mindset of like, okay, I'm going to be gone, but still put me on the schedule for this phone call, and I'll take this call, and I'm bringing this system and going to do a podcast there, because that's what I do. I know. Everywhere I go, I try to find an excuse to find you know figure out some type of work. Well, and like next week, not to cut you off, you're going to be 
calling all these guys and lining all this stuff. So it's so not it's a va- all work. So it's a vacation for me in the sense. And I've already that, worked tons yeah, of hours on it already going yeah. into it. And then on Tuesday, I have two gigantic calls before we go to the first game. Not happening. I have to do it. Bloody Marys. The first pool one. Side. The first one. I'll take it, Bloody Mary Blues uh, pool side. But literally, I was on one of the fir- part one of two of a two part uh, um, video call. Yeah, it's a video call. I had part one yesterday, and I have part two Tuesday, which is at eleven a.m. Central or no, eleven a.m. Pacific, which will still be. Aren't we same time as Phoenix right now? Arizona Once we sprung ahead. Change, yeah. But a, a, a week ago, oh, they yeah, were yeah, different yeah. than yeah, us. Yeah. A week now, ago, now they were, we're one hour ahead of us. Now we're the same. Yeah. Yeah, so we're the same. So it'll be at 11 in the morning, which is like probably a half hour before we need to get moving to the game we're going to go to that day because we got a day game on Tuesday. I was going to say, so you're doing it from the clubhouse. Wouldn't that be sweet in front of a locker? Dude, what if I made a team and we're down there this time? For real, like, what if I get some hacks and you get <laughs> – and you actually have a scout be like, look, it's time. We know you're a little bit older than what we usually like, but the way you hit that ball, we just got to have you on there. You know I'm who trying is, to see what is Tuesday. What game? Tuesday, Tuesday A's Angels. House. I know, but. The, I think we're changing that up. Oh, are you? I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody at. That Angel Stadium is just cool. Is I think why it's on there. Yeah. We had, Remember we had all that fun there in that parking lot party? I'm looking forward to Wednesday. Giants game. Do you think you could do spring training with no beer? I can't do anything with no beer. Not to be an alcoholic, but <laughs> I'm like, hey, I don't want. I get. Let me say this: I don't want to do anything without beer. I know we've had this conversation, but I don't know if there's a better place in the world. Maybe, maybe, maybe Midwest Mississippi Flyway, three thirty to five o'clock scout road sodas you know when you're on private property and you're going slow you're not hammered you're just sipping on a road soda you know that that brantley gilbert song that jason aldean made a number one chilling on a back road mm-hmm. cold beer no cold chilling beer chilling road. in a console that one you know the one brantley gilbert did Ice first cold with beer, uh chilling in a console yeah it's called dirt road anthem yeah, yeah. brantley wrote it and he did it with with uh with uh Ford, what's Ford's name? Colt Ford. Colt Ford first, and then Al Dean did it, and he did the rap in it too. And I love Jason's badass, but dude, you just don't do that song. You just don't do that rap. The, like you let Colt Ford rap, right? Should have brought him back in there for that. Yeah, yeah. Colt Ford's a white rapper. I know. I heard a rumor that Brantley's going to re-release that song in Europe with Kid Rock doing the rap part. That would be cool. That'd be cool. Um, but I don't know of a better place to have a cold beer than. A, but did you see the weather when we're there? Is it bad? I don't even want to Yeah. Look. It's bad, bad. Joe was just there. He said it was only like 60 degrees. That's all it's going to be when we're there. Mm-hmm. I saw We saw Joe the other day at uh, I know. lunch, didn't we? Yeah. Don't say that, man. I only packed shorts. I'm already packed. I'm ready to go. Bro, I'm telling you, it's like terrible. He told me it was bad when he was there, too. But my buddy that when lives there, there said it's been We go beautiful. there Sunday. Sunday. We'll be there Sunday. Sunday is cloudy and 71. That's nice. Monday, cloudy, 72. Tuesday, dude, it's warmed up. I'm not kidding you. I just looked at this. I just looked at this the other day, and it was in the 50s and low 60s two days. And now it's in the 70s every day. So it might continue to get warmer. Huh? It's 80 there right now. Yeah, maybe. I think we're going to be fine. Maybe it'll keep getting warmer. My buddy that lives there sent me a picture yesterday of his golf clubs at a course, and he said it was just beautiful. Yeah, but at one time I looked the other day, and it was going to be in the 50s and 60s. It does drop Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday down to 68, but – 
S- Sunday, Monday is going to be beautiful, dude. 75, that's perfect weather. 70 is still short. 68, 70 is still short. Really? I think so. Oh, yeah, in Phoenix. That dry heat. We going to the tilted kilt? Are we going one night? I think you have to. We got to do everything we always did. That's what you get away from is that you always make excuses not to keep things consistent. Like, I'm sure that Fisher and Dorico don't go to the tilted kilt because they're old. Right. But we're not old. <laughs> Are we the same age as them? <laughs> uh, pretty close, but not. Fisher, I think you Fisher's Fisher one year older than me is all. Yeah. Joe's older than us. Joe's almost. Almost 70. No, 60. He's almost 65. No, he's not even 60. Happy birthday, Coach. He happy right. 65th. You and John. <laughs> How funny was that lunch the other day? Not to bag on, but I mean, I didn't even get to talk to the, the guest of honor. I basically had lunch with Bubba, Clinton, Clay, I don't know why. I mean, if I said something up like that, I would never have that happen. I mean, that dude's got to sit right in the middle and let us all bend his ear. Did for you see how many people hour. came up and got pictures oh, yeah. with him? And selfies? It's, he, he is a very recognizable person. Like, he's I guess maybe he just had he, the same look. He's, the, he's on the best baseball announcement team in the in Major League. Uh, no, there's nobody even And close. he had a great Major League career. Yeah. There's no one even close to them. I don't watch a lot of baseball, but... Like I just said, I'm going to be the most excited about the Giants game we go to. Oh, yeah, and guess who hooked us up on all that? He did. Yeah. Are we going to get to go up into the announcer booth? Maybe get a couple minutes, call one one series of pitches? Um, I will, more than likely, when I retire from duck hunting, be t- take his spot. <laughs> You're already in line? Yeah, just like – Is it like an internship? I don't want to be play-by-play. Play. That's kite, but I want to be the color. I want to be like the yeah. – the, I want to be uh, Harry Doyle. Uh, maybe gives maybe you and I should li- start a little thing right now. I think that we'd kill it. What if we threw a game up on there on mute, and you and I did the commentary, and then we release it with our own commentary? Do you think and that's legal? Send it to the team and be like, listen to this. No, I say we put it on like YouTube as like a joke show. Is a joke? Are you show? allowed to? Are you no, probably they, not allowed they, to? Yeah, major League baseball, baseball licensing. Right. Yeah. What if we never showed the game, but you just knew what was going on? You know, crack of the bat, and you're like, oh, you know, mm. just a bit outside, but not that line. Tried the but, corner and missed. Right. I would be afraid I'd only do <coughs> Harry Doyle lines because I don't really know what else to say, but I could pick it up. I do. I could I could just – I would laugh just with us reciting lines from that movie. You know Should enough. we watch it down there at the Airbnb? Or maybe someone brings their laptop and we watch it in the truck on the drive down. Remember when we did that with Happy Gilmore, and we—I didn't even get to see the screen, and I—that movie's hilarious. And you, you don't, don't even have, have to see it, it to know that one. Yeah, I'd kick my own ass. You probably would be a good sports commentator. You know a lot of facts and stats and stuff. No, I would be. So you're being serious? You are. Well, I could mix it in with like, like I could just you know, whatever. With whoever. funny stuff. No, I... but the problem with it is, is that I'm very, see, I'm very. Uh, it's all about time frame. Like I don't know a lot about the new players. Right. It's not that I quit caring, and I think it's natural. If you, if you're, I hope people don't take this the wrong way. If you're not making your money like a damn Patrick or a Berman or, a, you know, like Kruko doesn't even sit there and study everything about every sport, but if you're not making a living doing it and you're sitting there eating up with sports every day and fantasy football and you're going, this, man, the Yankees just traded this guy. Like, dude, there ain't no way you're being successful in your job. No. I've always said this, like, to be an entrepreneur and have in the spirit, you don't have hobbies, dude. You got to be eaten up by what you do. You can't have hobbies. 
I just wish that people would be like, you're an idiot, Belding. You're an asshole for saying that. You can't go and be like, I'm going to go learn how to play the guitar. I'm going to learn. Now, when you become somebody and you make it and you got money in the bank and your brands are like flourishing and you don't have to be there every day, which, which very happens. rarely happens, you don't have hobbies as an entrepreneur. I don't care if somebody went, well, Bill Burr's got a business in his comedy and he learned how to play the drums. No, that's totally different. Bill Burr is a tightened up comedian. But he doesn't have 150 employees. He's no. not having to go from meeting to meeting. To, now he does in creative. Don't Enter, get me wrong. Entertainment's different than it, it's still yeah. a business. But sure. it's 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 not like you. Okay, let me let me rephrase this. I don't want to make it sound like it, that. I'm trying to sound like a know-it-all. I guess if you're in business, and let's say you are five years into the business, ten years into the business, like we are. Okay, this is our. We started in 2008. So this is our 15th year in business. We are still grinding. I cannot concentrate on a guitar lesson when I know I have all this other stuff going on to try to get provider going and jargon going and American almond beef going and foul life and episodes. And then all the maintenance on all the, the sponsors and all the partners and then all the, the scheduling of all the events and all of that. Right now, not to say you couldn't go throw a, fly in the water one saturday yeah yeah but i want to be a way better i want to be a way better fly fisherman than i am but But i don't have time to take it up and learn how to do it the best i I just don't do it so like i i I can't go out and be like i'm going to become the best baseball card collector again or i'm going to know every stat about baseball because i just i just don't i just don't know i don't have the time to go on there and be like oh my god but back in the day when I was like collecting cards and I was a kid, I knew every nothing, stat there yeah, was. That was your time. You know, that was my time to know it. So I just don't think that unless you're making a living in it, I think sports are a waste of time. Unless it's just a getaway to, to clear your mind and go have some fun. JP, dude, JP's, go, I think last week was his 27th or something year in business. He doesn't have a hobby. He, he might play golf. He might play golf with me. He hosted that show for a minute. Once a month. But, but even when he hosted that show... He would go for three holes. They'd get his content. He'd leave. He'd have to leave. The other guys, the real estate agents and stuff, they all played the whole 18 and did all the bull stuff. See, like, uh, dude, there was a movie I was watching the other night, uh, Last Man Standing. With It was a show. Have you seen that show? Tim Allen. Oh, yeah. That, sport. That's Hilarious. a great show. Great show. But, dude, like, I've always had, like, this is going to piss people off. And, Frankie, please, no offense. Um. He, I can't remember the joke. We got to find the joke about uh, he makes fun of real estate agents. How it's it's like really not a career. It's just something like a it's a hobby. He pretty much puts it on there. He says it, which I, again I don't agree with that whole because there are real estate agents that run their shit like a business and they make a ton of freaking money, right? <clears throat> but he was what he was alluding to is that it's a cop out. It's for people that didn't like they went to the police academy and got knocked out. It's, so they went and took their real estate license. Low threshold to entry, dude. Yeah. Low threshold to entry. Take, and then to be good at it and to be successful, you got to work. Different, yeah. Don't get me wrong, but is it really, a, is it really like something that you hang your hat on is what Tim Allen was going on. Right. So like, I look at it, like, do you really have time to do all that shit? I stress that with our employees here. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing on your phone all the time? And this guy's like, Oh, I'm just catching up on all the sports. I'm like, just tell me what that's going to do for you. And most people be like, shut up. You're being an asshole. If the kid likes to listen to sports, let him listen to sports. But I'm trying to tell him like that. What happened today in all the sports in the world 
has nothing is not going to get you another dime in your bank account mm-hmm. or get you another date with the girl of your dreams or anything that matters. No. It's like so superficial unless you really have a, a loving for it and become Chris Berman and, or become a, a Scott Van Pelt or whatever that SVP guy's name is, or one of these big sports announcers, like what the guys that do college football or Al Michaels or Dan Deardorff, these ex players that became, that became commentators. Um, do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm trying to say? Oh yeah. Like, I, does my, it really mean a, sh- a, a, a freaking shit of difference? Like my brother-in-law, when, when he first came into the family, he married Julie's sister. I mean, he'd be at Sunday dinner and he'd just be staring at his phone during the football season, ju- just watching games on his phone. And he used to piss JP off. Cause he's like, dude, I got one day with my family and it falls on, on Sunday when all the football is too, but dude. What do you care if what do you care? So and so wins the so it's one thing if you're a diehard Bears fan and you're gonna watch But why? How can you But even diehard? that, I know, but but this you know, there's people out there that they watch every game. You know, it's like oh, yeah. and it's like their religion, right? It's like Sunday morning, they're up drinking a beer at eight AM and starting to cook wings and they're gonna watch the nine o'clock game and the eleven o'clock game and they're gonna watch the highlights in the middle and then holy shit, Sunday night football's on and it's like who gives a shit dot com exactly like maybe one play but to hang your hat on a team and be crazy like these dorky raider fans that dress up and get in the end zone and 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 act a fool like and there's like there's tons of obsessive fans my mom out of nowhere becomes an obsessive aaron Rodgers and green bay packers fan i'm like what you're from ohio right like where you lived in nevada your whole life where she's more power to her if it makes her happy and she's got something to do i get it but there's when you're 25 and you're trying to make a living and you're not trying to make a living in that realm there's nothing more useless in my than to, to get caught up in every stat now again do I love going to a baseball field on a Tuesday night and hearing the crack of the bat and drinking a cold beer? Yep. Yeah, but I couldn't tell you every player's name anymore. I don't know one of them. I'm, it's all superficial to me, right? I'm not sitting there going, oh, my God, I'm hanging on every inch right. of this game. It's like watching a, a college game or something when you go. You know, it's like you want to watch the game play out. You don't care who played the game. Yeah. You know, when we go to spring training, I just like watching a game, eating peanuts, drinking beer. Yeah, I want, like if Charlie gets up to bat. God, he hit a bomb the other day that hasn't landed, by the way. If you see, look at this shot, um, my buddy's at the game. He was at the game. Um, he's from Colorado. And, uh, but yeah, if one of our buddies gets up and you get to, um, you know, cheer him on or see him hit the man, why can't I find this? You know, if he gets, if he has a good, that's what I'm paying attention is right. like the guys that we know when we go, I, I, I don't know what this is under, dude. Hold on a second. I want to show you this shot. Are are you looking for it on Instagram? Huh? Is it on Instagram? Are you scrolling right now? No, I'm on my text. I know. The world doesn't. I don't do that stuff like you do, dude. I don't do that stuff. You kidding me? Huh? I have zero screen time. Okay, I know how to do this. I'm gonna outsmart this phone because, dude, my phone's been messing up. Has yours? No, but you better get yours put on the cloud, dude. Dude, my phone is not even working right now. I'm not kidding. My phone will not even text. All right, here it is. Look at this shot. So he's sitting right here behind. He's sitting right behind home plate when Charlie gets up. Chuck Nasty. Y'all listen to this. 
Look at that bomb, dude. We'll be there. That's their home park. Are we going backstage? You want to go backstage? We're going to go down the field and say hello to Chuck Nasty. I mean, how cool is it to be good friends with a guy that won the batting title? Do you know how many human beings have actually won a batting title? National or American League? Not many. You got to look at the beginning of baseball when they started giving out that award and then one from each league. It ain't many human beings. No. Then the guys that have won it multiple times, like Boggs and Gwynn and Rod Carew. Freaking. You think Bonds is going to be around Giant Stadium when we're there? George Brett. Won I'm getting it three a hat times. signed by George. I hope you don't mind. You're getting what? A hat signed by George. I need you to get it signed by George. You can go get it signed by George. He signs your bat for you. Oh, I know, but. What did he say on the bat? Jeans, black bucks, no socks. <laughs> well, it says two Alex. Jeans, black bucks, no socks. And it's in a great shadow box now. You ever seen that? No, I want to. Did Clint make you a good one? Yeah, that, but the hat's the last piece for it. I got that 85 World Series Royals hat coming off the rafters of Pinocchio's to get signed, and then it's going in the shadow box. Oh, that'll be sick. Yeah. There's you know, a picture of the picture of us and uh, everyone at Ricky Revilio's with house. With the jersey? Yep. And then the picture of us and John Kerry. At spring training. Yep. That and, one's in my shadow box. Yep. And then bat, ball, uh, baseball card, all that stuff signed, and then the hat. That's so sick. Yeah, Aren't those sick. shadow boxes badass? Yeah. He's finishing mine of, uh, have you seen my the new one he's doing for me right now? No. Look at this. All the last thing I'm needing. I need to get a couple more pictures with Charlie, but still pretty sick. Right. He's hanging the batting glove signed off of the bat. You see that? How he carved out a little thing there. Yeah. I like that. Sleeveless jersey. jersey. Yeah. Look at that. What's it say? No sleeves, no problem. <laughs> to Chad, Charlie Blackman. And then it's got the picture of us. We're going to put another picture there. Ball, signed baseball cards. That's sick. That and with nice, the purple yeah. backing to match the Rockies. All right, this life ain't for everybody. Big shout-out to Pinocchio's. Check them out when you're in the Reno Sparks area. Two locations. Awesome menu, awesome memorabilia, awesome service. Great bar, great nightlife. I love the big-ass salad with the blackened chicken or the grilled chicken. What's your favorite right now? Don't, uh, that's a good one right there. But I do uh, – it's a little off-menu. It's a big-ass salad, and I get a scoop of the chicken cashew salad on top of it. I can't eat cashews. I know, but- they also serve Tahoe Creamery ice cream. I just had some, what is it, black cherry? Chicky Ridge black cherry. I loaded you back up, too. Oh, man. I got I need the fresh the fresh cream. Check them out. Tahoe Creamery. Awesome flavors. I don't know my favorite. The toffee, the trucky, what is it, coffee toffee? Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Strawberries of field is amazing. The blueberries awesome. There's so many good ones. The I got to bring dough. you espresso chocolate chunk. Why didn't you? Because I have to scoop it, and I didn't have time today. Just support local businesses. Northern Nevada, Pinocchio's, Tahoe Creamery, and another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody podcast, Breaking It Down series with Chad and Alex, brought to you by the one and only Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey, Jack Daniels, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Enjoy it responsibly. Never, ever allow underage drinking. They just released their new 10 and their new 12 special select check them out all of their new flavors the triple mash the bonded you can't beat old number seven the gentleman jack the single barrel the flavors like tennessee fire tennessee apple and tennessee honey big fans of jack daniels again enjoy it responsibly never allow underage drinking thank you for all the listens the downloads the podcast is going well got some great guests coming up if you have any topics you want me and aldo to talk about 
email us at info at thislifeaintforeverybody.com. In the meantime, check out my boy Brent Cobb. The morning's going to come. Thank you.